I want to thank you for being a listener of the Garlic Marketing Show. And to do that, I want to help you make 2017 your company's best year ever. I want to help you create a video marketing strategy to help you really stand out with your marketing, connect with your ideal customers at a deep level. And I want to make sure that you enter every marketing project with a clear purpose and a clear outcome. And I want to do that for free. Yeah, I want to help you stop guessing and start using our proprietary video marketing strategy. And I'm going to do this by giving you a video course. It's the same planning that we've used to help grow hundreds of businesses. And I'm giving it away for free for listeners until January 7th, 2017. So if you want to get the video course, go to iangarlic.com slash 2017 and get the nine video course and make this the best year ever. You can also click in the show notes. Just click on the image and you'll see a link in the show notes that'll take you to there and take you to the video course. I look forward to helping you. If you have any questions, please go to my Facebook page and let me know how I can help you create your video marketing strategy for 2017. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge the red button, right? and use his friends Please be on the show. to change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. All right, you're in for a treat because everyone's talking about video, of course, and live streaming. And I've got the expert. Our guest today has worked with brands like Coca-Cola, just that little one, and other Fortune 500 brands, and has her own podcast as well, Influence Buzz, uh, Alessandra Colacci. <laughs> nice to have you on the show. <laughs> you got it. See, I'm impressed when people pronounce my name right. That's always a good. That's always a good start. <laughs> it is a good start. Yeah, most people don't pronounce my name right. Especially yeah. my like newer friends or someone uh-huh. that knows someone named Ian. Because then they're like Ian. I Ian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a glitch. They're like, wait, uh, uh, wait. <laughs> yeah, and it's really yeah. bad. I'm friends with this guy Ian Stanley, who's uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you if you've seen his videos, but he drinks toilet water. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's got water filters. You got to check them oh. out. They're hilarious. But anyway, oh. so we go, we're like, we go to a lot of the same events and we sit next to each other. So people just, they're like, uh. <laughs> it like blows their mind. They're like, wait, hold on. That's, yeah, because you, if you have a memory of all these people you know that are called Ian, then see, I almost did. I was like, ah, <laughs> see, man, can't get, can't get it right. With you. I can't do it. <laughs> so, so Alessandra, tell me a little bit about, what you're doing right now with live stream, with video, and what you're doing for your clients. Yeah, so it's funny because I always feel like I'm really early to the trends and I know and I'm I'm, you know, in my mind I'm saying this is the big thing. And so that happened way back when in the days of MySpace, which for you young kiddos, there was once a, <laughs> there was a network called MySpace <laughs> before Facebook. Um, and so MySpace was massive back then, you know, it was kind of growing really quickly. And at that time, there literally wasn't a term for social media at all. So like I got into it and I, I was like, this is going to be big, but it was kind of right place, right time. Um, and I like to kind of future cast what's going to be the next big trend. So I got into providing resources for MySpace, grew that to 21 million visitors a month. So it was massive. Wow. 
Yeah. And so it was mentioned with like Google and some other big companies, one of the largest resource sites. And so that was um, back in the day, back in the early days of the internet um, in 2005. And I was, you know, I, ever since then, I was kind of like, what is the next big thing? And we've seen it with social media in general. But then with live video, I was like, this is it. But I was saying this is it, you know, almost two years ago now. And <laughs> And I was like, I know it's going to hit. But um, some of my early kind of explorations were around like an influencer network for live video when Periscope was first starting out. And then now I've really drilled into let me help uh, companies with production or help individuals figure out how to do live streaming and really just get started in it. It's That's great because I, that's probably one of the, my lately the biggest questions people have for me between the Mevo and all that stuff. They're mm -hmm. like, well, how do I do this? And, you know, I, I get these text messages all the time from my marketer yeah. friends and they're like, well, I'm setting this up. What's the equipment? What's the microphone? Blah, blah, blah. Um, which is awesome because companies need the help. I've seen a few companies do some live stream stuff, but not a lot of good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's the thing. I think, you know, I always tell people it runs the range, right? And I know, for example, with, with you guys, I'm sure you kind of have a mixture of let's create good content across the board so we can have good content. We have some kind of impromptu content, but there's some that is productionized, right? So it needs to, especially for a medium-sized brand or even any brand who's like, okay, I want to stand out in this space. If you're even a small company or a solopreneur and you're like, let me take this up a notch and do more of a production level thing, that's what things are going to become where, you know, there's going to be these shows that are produced and, and there already are some of them, but there's not that many. And I'm like, we need to ramp this up. Let's <laughs> let's make this quicker. right? Let's like mm -hmm. accelerate this process. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and for you guys that are uh, want to know where to get some great information, influencebuzz.com slash live workbook, Alessandra's. Uh, produce a workbook on getting the start stuff done, getting it started. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in a second, but um, you know, we talk about production value, but production value doesn't have to happen right away, does it? No, and that's the funny thing. I think, I think in anything, like I even recently, because I love, I love all emerging media and kind of disruptive media, and I feel like live video is that. But you know, I look at VR, and VR is such a hot buzzword, and I and people are like oh, should I jump into that? And like, I'm like, no, hold, whoa, hold on. Like, let's, let's do a few steps back. Right. Cause they, they think of like the, the kind of biggest thing they can do. And they think of something that they're going to have to prepare a lot and, you know, pay people lots of money to do and all that kind of stuff. But really, you know, the beginning of it is starting with your phone and yourself and that's it. And that's something that I think if you start doing that, you're going to start to get feedback from people, you're going to start to get kind of, you know, that kind of initial momentum build up and you can build to more production later on. Yes. And yeah, that's a key point is feedback, right? Is, is paying attention and getting a feedback loop. You know, we talked about, I, I was talking when I had Gary Vaynerchuk on uh, that episode and I was like, he just has that feedback loop constantly and that's mm -hmm. how he develops really good content. It's not planning it. Like we were talking about beforehand, uh, you know, you get one piece of feedback and you think that's where you should, the direction you should run. And a lot of times it's not. Um, mm -mm. Uh, what are, so when you look for feedback, what kind of feedback are you looking for? Well, you know, it's really across the board. So like, let's say I'm developing a new product, then I, I, or I'm having designs of like, for example, a planner that I was developing. I actually said like, let, you know, help me plan which one should be the the winner kind of and had like a, a voting kind of thing. And that was great because people felt like they were taking part of the process. And not only that, you know, a lot of times we end up and we were talking about this before the show, we end up with that surprise where we're like, 
well, that's what I thought, or that's the one my family was saying was their favorite. And then you're like, oh, whoa, like this is by far something else's like is the, the feedback I'm getting from my audience is that this is the thing they want, you know? And so it can be anything from voting to, you know, what kind of course am I going to launch or that any kind of thing that you're looking to do with your product or upcoming service. Yeah, but it, it but it's not, you know, I, I think a lot of people get caught up in the numbers. Like mm-hmm. how many people are watching your live stream? Mm-hmm. Why don't I have a thousand people watching my live stream? Uh, what do you have to say about that, especially when you're working with brands? Well, it's funny because I think um, talk, first talking to kind of the individuals, look at your other numbers. And I promise you that it's going to be anything. As we know, video period is going to be bigger than your other numbers. It's going to be. It's not. Maybe it's not the thousand you were hoping for. But if you post normally a a static image and you get, you know, two likes on it, you post a video, you're probably going to get a lot more engagement, a lot more views, and and, and you're going to get higher, more placement in the newsfeed. It's the same thing with live video kind of times 10, right? So with brands, generally, once they start to try it, even if they're not productionizing it, even if they're just trying kind of like a really casual kind of thing, they usually see good numbers. But I feel like it's one of those things where they think, oh, I'm going to be like a TV studio and have a million viewers. And they they like overestimate, even though their results are better than some of their other stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And also, you have an engaged viewer right then. I mean, mm-hmm. which is if it's live, they're there's that en- live engagement factor. And you, you spoke about something before about like the 10x factor of live video sh- getting likes. Um, for those listening, explain why live video is getting more views than say regular video or much more views than regular content. I think it's what how we've always wanted to interact with video. We just didn't have the mechanisms to. And what's funny is live video is nothing new. You know, it's been live streamings happen forever. But I think that this kind of they call it, you know, social video where you're able to interact and engage real time with it versus just being a viewer of live streaming. That's something that's exciting to people because, I mean, first of all, if you are engaging people and mentioning them and things like that, which you should do, they feel like, oh, I could be a part of this thing, right? I could be actually like have a shout out or something that just the the possibility of that alone is exciting to them. But then they can ask questions, they can interact with you and they can build that relationship with you 10 times faster than they can on any other channel, right? So it's a really exciting way for them to feel like they can interact with you. Um, so probably the biggest thing that people ask me first is gear. What, I mean, (laughs) what, what, what equipment do you suggest for starters, medium and the next step? So when you're just getting started, I mean, I personally think at least people should get a little tripod of some sort. Um, but don't, but also don't let that be the thing stopping you. So if you're like holding it in your hand, it's not a great experience. I think if you're like, oh, if you're not able to keep your hand very steady and it's like people are getting queasy watching you, yeah, where they're like, oh my gosh, I, I'm getting nauseous just watching this. But but I think if you, if you are like, you know what, I'm feeling confident today that I'm going to start doing this and you don't have a tripod, then don't let it stop you. But I, I personally, you know, I have, a, I have a few different tripods. There are some from um, Archon that are really good, but I, you know, I like ones that are kind of desktop tripods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, I'll, I'll find the name of it and send, send it to you for the show notes, but there's one that I found on Amazon. That's nice. Cause it's, um, it, you know, I have a little clip for my phone and then it actually is like adjustable so I can make it pretty high. I prefer ones that are not like below me, but can go like kind of at a, an angle that's either directly on or a little bit higher than me. So those are, those are good first ones. Um, a lot of people that are like, do I need like a mic or any of that kind of stuff? And 
Not really. I mean, unless you're in a busy room, you don't really need that, right? You mm-hmm. know, so that's kind of like first thing is basically you and uh, some kind of tripod holder for your phone. Yes. Awesome. And uh, yeah, tr- please get tripods. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I see people live stream for forever and I'm like, really? You still like, I mean, that's the basic, like at least get that. So, but you know, you don't have to go all out with it. I think um, then it runs the range, you know, you can get, um, I think especially it's one of those things where as you kind of build your production, you can start to add to your gear. But, you know, if you're doing a lot of offsite stuff where you're going to, to different locations, you may want to get a mic. Um, and there's some that are, you know, 50, 60 bucks that, that p- just plug in and that are really easy to use. Um, I like road road is a really good one. Cause they have like the little, you know, lavalier that'll go on, on your shirt. Um, and then as you, as you build it to more of a production, you can use software like Wirecast or Urban Broadcaster um, software to make to make more of a show. So you have like the graphics and the video and the intro and all that kind of stuff as you kind of ramp that up for production. Yeah. What? So and Wirecaster uh, blends the two, right? It, it, you can blend different cameras and stuff and still go to Facebook mm-hmm. Live. Yeah. And Wirecast is amazing because it's really, I mean, you basically have a full studio kind of on your computer. I like it that it's not, it's not hardware based. It's just on your computer. So let's say I have a webcam and I have like my mic that I use for my podcast. I can put those two together and say, okay, use these as a sources. And then I have like the, the lower thirds with my name and you know, the branding and all that kind of stuff. So it's really anything you would do. It even can pull in tweets and things like that. So really any kind of thing you can imagine as a full TV show you can do through there. Yeah, I love watching your shows because you have the split screen interview Facebook Live mm-hmm. going, um, which is interesting, right? It's and it's also interesting that it's live and not something. So usually with Facebook Live, we just see someone shaking like the camera yeah. around in front of their <laughs> face. Um, so it, it, there is production value to that. Is that done through Wirecast? Yeah, I do through Wirecast. I tried open broadcast software, which is, you know, it's doable because it's free. It's something that I think, um, I think no matter what the production level kind of stuff takes a learning curve that I joke, it's like getting a PhD kind of, but it's not really, I think it just feels like that, you know, Um, where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to learn this software. And it's, it's something that it's very doable, but people I think get intimidated by it. So that's why for us, for example, we have the done for you services that if you want us to do remote, you know, broadcast quality, you know, kind of thing with the graphics and all that stuff we can. But I like to also teach people if you want to just do that yourself, there are ways to do it, you know, so Wirecast is the higher range. Um, it's about $500 for, for, you know, one time payment. And so you have the software for life. So that's nice because you don't have to keep on paying for it. Um, and then OBS open broadcast software is free, but it's, it's pretty glitchy. And it's one of those things that you're kind of getting to get frustrated with a little bit. You get what you pay for. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was a little, when I started using it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this thing is like, just, it was just driving me a little crazy. And I mean, some people, if you don't have that budget, I think start there, you know, at least start there and it may frustrate you, but then you're, if you're going to get your value back for software or something like that, then it's worth it to invest in it. Yeah. Depending on if you know lifetime value of your customer, it was like at the Mevo, you know, like if I can get one good interview that I want to be able to get with the, the iPhone, I wish I had a Gary interview. I would have had the Mevo. I mean, it, it, it's, it pays for itself pretty quickly if you have a business and look at it as investments. Mm-hmm. At least that's why yeah. I, t- I tell my wife when I'm buying all this yeah. stuff. She's <laughs> like, I need it, honey. <laughs> I have to get 10 of these things because. <laughs> that's why I have yeah. my drone up there. Yeah. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> I see that's the whole thing because like recently I was like okay I'm, I've been waiting on the new um, Apple MacBook and I'm like okay I know it's coming out and my old one's kind of like you know I don't know how old it is now five years and then I was like well I can just throw a drone onto the order like it's not you know it's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm already spending all this money on the MacBook <laughs> and like I'm like thinking of all the ways I can justify it I'm like well well to my husband you know I'm like oh come on there's like all these different ways we can use it he's like okay okay cool <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish my wife would be over yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I think I can get away with it like once a quarter though, so it's not you know yeah, it's yeah. not a frequent thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, honey, it's I can make the best videos, Max. Like we have cinematic like swooping in shots of our child. <laughs> <laughs> it's well worth it though. It, you it's, know? <laughs> it's well worth it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of content, how do you develop your content? For your shows, I mean, if you're not doing an interview show, if if you're gonna regularly, if you, have you do you develop a content strategy? Do you just pick it up? What's the best way to develop content for live? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm good at that and like planning it out, and sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's been a while since I've done a video, you know, and I think it's one of those things where consistency is important, but I also think that sometimes people feel like I have to go live at the same time, you know, every day or something like that. And that people on Facebook, at least it's, I don't think we're to the point yet where people are like, Oh, this is like cable TV and these are the shows I have to watch, you know, kind of thing. So, um, you know, plan, if you're new to it, I think plan the topics because otherwise you're going to feel unprepared, right. Where you're like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I think that's like a blocker where you're like, I'm not going to go live today because I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, you know? And so you just like, or like, oh, I push it aside. So I think plan out at least maybe five things that you're going to be talking about and then just kind of sequence them and find out when it's a good day. Then move to maybe a weekly show. Weekly shows are great because they're ones that you can know I'm going to do that at that time and I'm committed to it. And, you know, other people are holding me accountable. So I think you can kind of move to that after that. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a great idea. And it, it's so true if you don't have the content planned out. And it's a great place to, to, to start new content. Well, one of the things that we've done is like I'm developing content strategies. Test out the content, you know, right there. Make it better, make it better, make it a better video, etc. Because people think all the time that they have to have original content for every time. And it's like yeah. people aren't paying that much attention to you. You have 20 people watching. <laughs> that is totally true. And not only that, across networks. And that's what's so funny is people are like, I wrote this blog post and it took me three days and then I like published it and I put it on Twitter, right? Or whatever. And then that's that's where it ends. And then I'm like, well, hold on. That blog post has life in it for the next year if it's evergreen content or more, you know, and it's the same thing with video. Cause like you're saying, you're starting from something. I always say you're starting from the best possible content because video can be used as audio, as like pull quotes, as like images, any of those kind of things can come off of it. So you're really able to kind of resurface it in a lot of different ways through different networks, different types of content that are coming off of that original video. Yes. Yeah, so true. So, so true. And it's actually better to be consistent, right? And, and talk mm -hmm. about the same things in different ways, depending on the format. Um, so let's, once you have content, now you want to build an audience. What are some of the keys that you found? I saw one guy you had like the last episode was he built a million followers or something like that. Yeah. I mean, his story was funny because he actually, that was from way back in the day before social media. And that was like really organic kind of grassroots. Um, so that wasn't his live streaming audience, but when he was doing live streaming, he was like more retailer and he started to 
get just, you know, kind of get in front of influencers and things like that by by being active on their their shows, for example. If you have someone that you're really interested in that is doing live streaming or is creating content, you can often get, um, you know, kind of things going on where either you get partnerships with them or cross promo or whatever, if you just kind of get on their radar. So get on their radar, think of ways that you can maybe once you're to the level where you're doing, you know, split screen, um, people you can have come in and that, you know, it's a win-win because you're sharing each other, each other's audience. That's a really good way to build it. Um, you know, with podcasting, it's the same way. If you get people on the show who are well known and have already built a an audience and they kind of bring their their audience in. But I think, you know, just really um, drilling into creating content around your expertise and and whatever that is, you're going to find people who it starts to resonate with and that they start to see, you know, every one of your shows or at least be more consistent and become a part of kind of your tribe, right? So build that and then give them recognition, you know, be like, Hey, I, I love how you're coming. You know, you've watched my shows or, you know, what I'm trying to do more of is even use video to do more of that. Right. So that we can on Twitter or on Facebook, I can reply with a video message that's personal to them, even a messenger, even if they're the only ones that's seeing it, then use that same medium. Cause it'll help you get more comfortable. And they'll be like, Oh my gosh, like you just made a video for me. This is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, you know, so that's a good way to really like, build a passionate audience. That's so true because I mean, if, if you have a tribe of 50 or 60 really solid followers, they can really help you grow quickly. Right. Um, uh, so you mentioned Twitter. What are you doing with Twitter? So Twitter is funny because I was like a, an early, early Twitter user. Um, and I haven't, I feel like I haven't really utilized it in the right way recently, but I, but now that I'm thinking of it more as like, okay, how can I use video on Twitter? Cause it's, I mean, the same thing with Facebook, same thing with, with obviously YouTube video is the focus now. And so Twitter's really ramping up on that. And I, uh, I come from the Periscope world, you know, kind of almost a couple years ago now where that's where I started in live video. And so there was kind of that tie into Twitter and I was amazed because all of a sudden I hadn't been getting engagement on Twitter for a while and I have like 30,000 some followers and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a significant engagement usually, but then I started doing video and live videos on Periscope and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, we're having these conversations afterwards and we're like, you know, groups of people are starting to have like direct message, you know, kind of conversations and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is amazing because this is how Twitter should be used, you know? So I'm, I'm still improving that, but, but I think it's a good place to have that open access, you know, cause you don't have that on Facebook. You don't, you're not like, Hey, I want to reach out to so-and-so or I want to get in front of them or I want to build a relationship with this person, but you can do that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. A lot of people ask, you know, is Twitter going away? And I see it as such a different beast than, than mm -hmm. Facebook that, you know, like you said, with that open access, if you're willing to go out there and connect with people and provide them value, there's a lot of options out there. Um, mm -hmm. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your stories. Uh, what is your, what's been the, the thing that you thought was really going to work, let's say in live stream video that ended up not working and, and, you, and really frustrated you? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like I mentioned earlier, being early to it was awesome and terrible all at the same time. Cause you know, and now we're seeing um, a little bit more of that mainstream adoption, but I think it's still not completely there. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's getting there. Brands are understanding it, but, uh, I think it was like, let's see what year, what I think like maybe April of, uh, 2015, I launched influence buzz actually was originally, um, an influencer network for live streaming. 
And there was a ton of interest, obviously, on the influencer side. They were like, this is awesome. Yeah, sign me up. Like, oh, you're a genius. And I'm like, oh, sweet. This is going to be so good. (laughs) And then um, and then I started to do a ton of brand outreach. And, you know, with whether it was connections I already had or new people or new brands. And they were like live streaming. What? You know, (laughs) Periscope. What? You know, like they were just like, I don't know what that is sounds kind of cool, but I was like, I'm just at, you know, I was originally just asking them to kind of give something that the, that it would be free and the influencer would talk about and stuff like that. And so it wasn't even a big ask, but I feel like, um, and I'm, I'm surprised because sometimes brands are not really savvy with that too. Like they'll just be like, Oh, okay. If someone's asking, you know, it depends on the size of the brand. I think the bigger brands are more savvy with that, but that was like kind of an epic fail because, because <laughs> it was so early that brands just didn't get it, you know? And yep. they were like, not responding well, or, you know, they were like, Oh, maybe it sounds interesting, but we're going to wait it out, you know? Um, and I knew at that point that it was too early and I've kind of been taking the pulse of the industry ever since then to like, see what, when is my time to really ramp up, you know? Cause I know that I know that there's a time when it's like, okay, now it's ready. Now the market's ready for this. Yeah. Yep. And I think one of the big signs is Facebook doing the Facebook live commercials. I mean, during oh, yeah. <laughs> during World Series, paying for Facebook Live commercials, I'm like, yeah, they're pretty serious about this. <laughs> I didn't know they did them during, like, I knew they were rolling out, but I didn't know they did them during that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were watching uh, something on Hulu, I think, last night, and all of a sudden, we see the Facebook Live commercial. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, go for it, Facebook. <laughs> and I think that's everyone's big opportunity, too, is if you mm-hmm. do it right and you provide good content with high relevance. Uh, you can build an audience. I mean, I know I've been using it for testing, for communication, um, just get in front of people. And it's just amazing how quickly and how cheaply you can buy an audience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, audience. I think the interesting thing with Facebook is that it, it was the tipping point because everyone's already on it. You yep. know, everyone's not just already on it, but they're in it all the time, like multiple times a day, really as, as an active part of that community. And so with some of the other ones, it's like, well, I have to download another app or I have to, you know, I, or they just don't remember to log in. And that's, that's the case with any app. Unfortunately, any app to get those power users, it takes a while, but you know, something like that, especially, I think that every, every network out there really has not been super strong at, uh, you know, any social networks have not been strong at creating like the content curation and discovery. And that's, I think, where we're headed. But I think that it's not easy to do still. So that's mm-hmm. what kind of was the barrier for people is like, okay, cool. I want to I want to experience this live video stuff. But what what do I watch? You know, and I think like hopefully we're going to get better and better at that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like, what do I watch? That's a really, mm-hmm. really good point. Um, so now uh, before I want to talk a little bit about what's really successful for you. But I want to ask you a question. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram stories or Snapchat? Which which <laughs> would you put um, your money on? I would say Instagram just because I, I've always said like I like Snapchat, but I just feel like it's homework to me for some reason. <laughs> like I'm just not active on it, you know? So, you know, some people I know who really are active on it and they love it, but I haven't been active. So it just feels like it's like a thing to do. Right. But with Instagram, I've gotten, you know, I actually have someone on my team who works on Instagram content and she's gotten incredible results. And I think it's one of those things where I'm like any tie back to Facebook, which is like kind of scary because it's becoming the monopoly. Mm -hmm. Right. But any tie back I can get to Facebook, I'm will put my money on that. Right. It's one of those things where I can do ads. I can I know I can eventually have more data and all that kind of stuff. So that's where I usually kind of live within. Gotcha. 
And it's a good point. It's a good point for right now. I mean, people don't, it's like Apple, you know, a lot of people don't like it because they're so big, Yeah. but it's what works. Right. <laughs> I just read today that they have, and I was like, how is this even possible? Apple only has, I think, I don't even know now, Android's like 80 some percent of the market for smartphones, but Apple has 103% of the profits. I don't understand how 103% is possible. <laughs> like, how do you go beyond 100%? <laughs> but I think that's the, the thing, you know, sometimes um, it's, it's just the business around it, right? Not just the numbers. And like we were talking about earlier, you can have lower numbers and be doing better than someone else with higher numbers if you have a really passionate audience. And so that's the same thing with video. If you have someone who's really passionate, they're going to consume your content, share your content, buy your stuff, all that kind of stuff. If you have a lot of kind of iffy people who are like, eh, I don't really care either way, they're not going to do those things. Yep. It's so true. So true. Engaging your audience and, and not just being in front of them. And we have that old mentality, that old broadcaster mentality. Let's talk to everyone. Yeah, and and uh, we don't have to do that anymore, and that, that's what live allows us to do. Um, so, what's working? What's what's the? You're really good at seeing around, around the corners, seeing what's happening. What you know? You talked a little bit about channels. What what do you think is the next big thing? What's the thing that people can get on board right away that really help their business? I think you know just starting to use Facebook Live and and at least doing it from your phone is something that is going to help your business from day one. Because I think a lot of times people go, I, I call them social media zombies where they're just doing the same thing over and over. And they're like, well, this has got to work eventually. And I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> not necessarily. Right. So it's like, they're kind of repeating the same thing. And so with this, at least you're creating content that is cream of the crop, top of Facebook's priority and stuff that like we talked about earlier, you're going to get, um, you know, in general live video, but especially Facebook live, you're going to get, you know, three times longer people watching three times longer people commenting 10 times more. And those are, you know, some of the stats they found from, from the research that they initially did. I think that's going to only improve, you know, so that's a good first step. Um, and, and for me, you know, I just really am focusing on teaching people these things, whether it's from, you know, how to get started just with your phone and a tripod and that's it all the way up to production. And then, you know, helping companies that are like, you know, well, we want like a really polished look and a production level kind of thing, then working with those people to do that. Yeah. And if you guys want to get some information from Alessandra, influencebuzz.com slash live workbook. We talked about it before. It's full of that information. I think think she might be developing a course sometime soon so yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i get you know as as you know you get so many questions and so it's one of those things where i'm constantly getting questions about the split screen and you know all those kind of things because i think you can even even the basics there's a lot of ways to to really improve that when you're even just starting out so creating graphics creating you know kind of promo stuff out ahead of it all that's something that you can do to kind of ramp up your results um but it's it's something that you know there's always a way to learn more and to do it better so i think that's the key thing i'm just trying to help people learn that kind of stuff um as best they can that's awesome and you, i mean you know so much about it and obviously you've been doing it for a long time so how are you now how are you promoting your business on live video yeah so like i Initially, I had you know a few different podcasts. I had two. One that was with uh, my co-host Allie, and I, I love doing that one because it was just about um, it was about business in general, and I love talking about all the different topics of business. So I want I, I want to be like, hey, I can talk about whatever, you know. Yeah. 
But um, but right now we're both kind of going the direction where I'm I really want to focus on live. So actually next week um, I'm starting to relaunch the the kind of next season of the podcast, and then it's all going to be done live on Facebook, so that you know all the guests can come in and and it can be of course using the platform, which I did here and there before with the podcast. Um, I actually used to use Blab to record them sometimes, which is back before Blab died. Um, <laughs> Blab is no longer with us, but. Um, you know, I used a few different platforms to, to record the podcast before so to incorporate live video, but being consistent with using Facebook live is really where I'm headed. So, um, two times a week for the show. And then I think there's kind of the less, like we were talking about the less productionized stuff in between that. Awesome. Are you going to gate the content uh, after, are you going to make it live podcasts? I mean, after it's done. Yeah, it'll be so that kind of the workflow will be that I record it live so people can always watch it, you know, the replay and that's going to stay on there Um, with Facebook, you know, really you could take it down after the first like five days and you're not because you're not going to get a ton of organic reach after that. Facebook's like a really bright, you know, kind of flash and you have that for two or three days and then it's pretty much like tapers off. So um, that's a possibility. But I think really for me, it's like kind of collecting those things in easy to consume format. And so whether that's, you know, an opt-in or something like that, or in this case, um, I will also have it on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and then I'm going to create blog posts around each episode so that there's like blog posts, content within that. And I think what a lot of people don't think of too is after you create that blog post and you can embed, you can actually embed the Facebook Live directly on there um, with the player. And so that's nice because you can even see the comments there. And so it keeps us ah. People can still like interact with it, you know, so little tip, uh, that's kind of a, you know, a power tip, but, um, afterwards too, that blog post can go to, in my case, the next day would be to medium, which is a great publishing platform for, you know, written content and then to LinkedIn so that you're kind of repurposing it multiple places. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I've been talking to some influencers and they've been talking about, you know, once the live's done, taking it down mm-hmm. and putting it and gating it, putting it in a membership yeah. site. So that forcing people to either watch it live or you got to pay for it. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. I've seen people who had, let's say, a, a Periscope replay or something that was still on Periscope. But I, you know, we overestimate, like you said earlier, we overestimate how many people saw something. And we're like, well, everyone saw everything I did, right? Like, they're just stalking me all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> don't you see all my stuff? You know? Yep. Yeah. So, so I think um, we overestimate that. So even if you gate it because that's what they're seeing, you could create an ad around that content and it's gated, quote unquote, but maybe it's an access somewhere else. They just, you know, it's hard to find. Right. So yep. it's like I think that you can keep it for that organic reach because Facebook's great at that. And it's, you know, something that's nice to keep on your page or wherever, but they're not necessarily finding it through that method. So you want to make it easy for them to opt in or or maybe have a few of them in one or something like that. That's a great, great advice. Um, Alessandra, thank you so much for being on the show. And if you guys want to learn more about Alessandra and her work and possibly get in line for the course, InfluenceBuzz.com slash live workbook. And that'll be in the show notes and click on it there too. Alessandra, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.